Hello, everyone. What's going on? This is the Hey Elliot podcast for Monday. Monday, April. What is it? April sixteenth. I'm recording this on Sunday. I gotta head into work. I gotta. I gotta do what they say. Close. And uh, that's a. Uh, I'm working till nine tonight, folks. So you get this now. Because the good thing about a good closing shift is uh, all my faculties are being used. My morning, my morning uh, surge of energy and creativity uh, expresses itself a little better. Uh, it's not does not bode well for evenings, but here we are. I got a little time to talk to you, palaver, palaver, palav, palaver. Yes, I have a little palaver with you about uh, what's going on. I didn't give you a podcast last week. I'm very sorry for that, folks. I tried. I started out one. I was leaving a meeting, and uh, I was talking to you about a meeting, and then my hand just started getting cold because uh, it's uh, it's winter in April, folks. This is the new Mother Nature taking over. I like uh, listening to people complain about the weather as if they have not contributed to it in some way it's like oh man there was a tornado down south in florida and there's a winter storm coming here and then there's a lightning and then it was like 70 degrees two days ago and there was uh, like ground strikes and now it's snowing it's really crazy weather right i'm just so sick of it hey do you want to have another baby oh yeah let's have another baby oh great let's add another another little cloud of of raping the earth Let's just have another cloud of that. Just right there. Another baby. Are you going to recycle that box? Ah, no. I don't think I'll just toss it. It's too far to go to the compactor. Oh, God. Oh, crazy weather, though. It's so cold. It's uh, 23 degrees in April 16th. I mean, oh, wow. Man, what do you want to eat? Oh, let's just go to McDonald's. We'll toss a bag out the window on our way home. Yeah, the weather, man, we got to be careful on those roads in spring, no less. Wow. I mean, where do you want to, which McDonald's do you want to go to? Let's go to the one, um, not, not here. Let's go to West Omaha. That's about, uh, 15, 20 miles away. You know, we could, we could use a drive. We could just throw clouds of carbon monoxide gas into the sky along with the rest of the 7 billion people. I'm not saying I don't contribute my own way. I do. I'm um, drinking a lot of booze. That that sucks up a lot of water. A lot of water. Look at folks. Water. My theory on water is that water is not created, nor does it escape the earth. It's a cyclical cyclical uh, element in the world. And um, think about what we do with water. We box it up with, with fermented fruit. We got casks of it, hundreds and thousands of casks of fermented water. We've got hundreds and thousands of fermented or yeast mixed booze in warehouses. And think about how much the bottled water. You think that bottled water can evaporate, folks? That bottled water can't evaporate. There's like semi-trucks, like three semi-trucks filled with bottled water is probably as much as a lake in Council Bluffs, Iowa. All right, folks, that's how much like, when they talk about drought, I just want to go, you get a bottle, find a puddle, fill it up, buy another bottle, fill it up, folks. And that's why I don't like this Nestle guy buying um, like buying water wherever he goes, going to um, councils and saying, hey, can we suck some more water out? Because 
I'm not going to provide a link to this. I've heard it from another podcast, so it must be true. But uh, the guy who runs Nestle was quoted as saying, uh, he was quoted as saying that water is not a human right and that it should just be, people have to pay for it. And I don't agree with that, folks. I don't agree with that. I mean, did you hear that news? It was like a couple of weeks ago that thousands of people in this town in, uh, was it Michigan? Shouldn't have been Michigan. They have no water there, do they? Where they uh, were voted down, let Nestle take any water from them. And uh, the council somehow didn't listen to them. And that's, that's they just let, agreed Nestle can have that. It's the strangest thing. Like, whatever happened to the good of public outcry? I mentioned this last week, and it was just our, I guess, yeah, last podcast. And it was just a throwaway comment about, remember when podcasts used to work? It's like, I just spilled coffee all over myself, by the way. So that's what I get for trying to drink on my podcast, which I've had notes not to do. But folks, this is the Hey Elliot podcast. This isn't the Elliot does what everyone else wants podcast. And that's the way the government works, too. It's it's kind of, it's okay, protests. Let's stay on topic here, Elliot. All right. It's... It's like the last time a big protest actually worked, I suppose, I don't know, what does it have to be like protests for gay marriage? If there were protests for gay marriage, I mean, that's six years ago, seven years ago. Time's flying by, folks. I don't know where I took the wrong turn in Albuquerque, but I certainly did. And the world's going to destroy us all, and I will just, I will only be in obscurity. Yep. Is that negative? Is that negative for a Sunday morning where it's 23 degrees in April in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and there's snow and ice on the ground that I have to walk through? Can I be a little grumpy? Ah, sorry, folks. I'm so sorry. Anyway, protests. It, It's like I see these protests, like the Oklahoma teacher thing two weeks ago, and now there's nothing. It just, it's, it's, a, big, it's a, a big firework event, and then it's gone. And no one talks about it. Councils don't vote on anything. And they just go, oh, they're just acting like teenagers who want a new car. And then they just brush it off and keep going. Same thing with this gun thing. It was like millions and millions of students were protesting. Even students from my own, uh, is it an alma mater in high school? It's not that. My former high school. Which also, here's a little fun fact for you, was the same high school Dick Cavett went to. Yeah, that's a little tidbit for you. He's on the Wall of Fame at Lincoln High School in Lincoln, Nebraska. But, I mean, I don't know how they did it. No one sent me a memo. But then again, I probably don't get many high school memos. I probably don't get shared those as a 32-year-old man who's done things like go to college and then not pursue a dream. (sighs) Am I depressing everybody? Because I feel like I'm depressing myself. I think it's just the weather. It's just the weather, and I don't feel like it's going to get better. I mean, when the people who, the people who say it's just a cycle, it's just a cycle. This weather is just a cycle. It's going to go back. I don't think it's going to go back. I don't feel like it's going to go back to when I was a kid, where it was normal seasons, and I don't. And and then also, you know, because when I was a kid, I was terrified of tornadoes. 
And if I were a kid now terrified of tornadoes, I'd be even more afraid of tornadoes because they're probably going to happen more frequently. It's uh, I, I just have this feeling that it's not a cycle. And if it is a cycle, this is a current cycle that's going to last a thousand years. It's, I mean, there's nothing much we could do right about now. I mean, anyway, protests. <laughs> oh, give me a second here. Protests. Hope you didn't hear me swallow. I was listening to Jordan Peterson's podcast. I'll get back to him in a second, but you could hear him swallow and it kind of bugged me. And I realized that the microphone was really close to my throat when I did swallow. So I hope you didn't have to hear that. But if you did, hope you enjoyed it. Anyways, protesting. What can what can what can a person do to make that protest effective? I mean, the Buddhists lit themselves on fire to protest protest the Tiananmen Square crap. And did that do any good? I don't know. I don't know if it did any good. I just know there's some gruesome pictures I saw growing up of Buddhists on fire. Monks on fire. There I go again. See, it's just it's just downhill from here, folks. This is this is the turning point of the podcast where we just talk about grim things. Here's a here's a fun story. It's gonna be a depressing ending for you for me, but I hope you enjoy it. I, I did I was in a protest once. I haven't protested since. I didn't protest before, but I was in a protest in high school. Lincoln High School, actually. The same one that just had helped with the protest for the March for Our Lives. And it was about there. Uh, there was a rumor about school budgets, and uh, there were three teachers who were uh, instrumental in the theater program. And people were worried that the theater program was going to get cut, and they were going to fire one or all the teachers for the budget cuts. And I didn't know all the facts of it. I did know I had a crush on a girl. Let's call this girl. Minnie, it's not her name. Let's say Minnie was a a type of girl who was smart, sense of humor, funny, dated guys not from the school, and um, a nice nice bosom, nice bosom, uh, nice hind quarters. (laughs) Uh, No, so I had a crush on her. She was cute, and I just, I thought the world of her, and I never told her. But I tried to impress her because she helped um, she helped uh, uh, make this event uh, like this uh, protest. She helped uh, get the word out that we want our voice heard, that we didn't want these teachers to be fired. Now, I like the teachers just fine, but I, I was like I even went to the library because I knew she was going to be there with the other classmates and I tried to look at. I didn't we were supposed to be looking for like loopholes and stuff and documents at the library and I I didn't find anything. I didn't see anything. Um I don't know. People thought I was more popular than I was in high school, but I wasn't. Actually I was prom king, but that I guess that means I was popular. Huh. Should have done more with that. Anyways. Um Mini uh decided to um make our protest a uh, sit-in by sitting in a school overnight to protest the um not the the keeping out the funding of the uh the theater program and so i was like you know what i'll go maybe i can you know talk to her or something okay so well 
it was supposed to be a sit-in, but then um, somehow someone, whoever's leading it, probably Minnie, agreed after like 8 o'clock, everyone had to leave and sit on the, the lawn. And uh, so I did that. I just roamed around, talked to people I knew, kind of sat there. We didn't have phones, so at a sit-in, it's not like I had a phone to help protest. I had to just, I don't even know what I did. I blocked out all memory of, but the important points. Probably wandered through the theater, sat around, sat around, looked at books and twiddled my thumbs. And, you know, I couldn't, she couldn't get alone uh, because she was with her boyfriend who came and played a guitar the whole time. And she sat next to him the whole time. And then when it came time for us to leave, uh, she and him left the protest. Uh, Minnie and the guy left the protest. And I stayed. And we had signs out there and cars drove. And then their news came and interviewed a few people. And then they left. And then some people drove by and kept throwing firecrackers at us. And it was nice. And someone had put a tent out right by the street. And put a tent out, and when people went to go to bed to sit in, I, I they said there was no room for me, and it was like midnight or one. So people left, and the people were in the tent sleeping, and there was just a chair by the tent, and I just sat in the chair and got comfortable and rested my eyes and listened to the traffic, and then once the sun started coming up, I just walked home. I walked home. Didn't even get a chance to talk to Minnie. See, that's why I kind of have an aversion to protest. It's a, um, it's it's a soft spot. You know what I mean? It's a sore spot. You're not going to see me passionately, like, passionately going to Wall Street in 2011, shaking my fist, passionately helping the high school kids organize this march for our lives, passionately funding Oklahoma teachers, giving them food to help them protest because they have horrible conditions and it's really tough being a teacher in America. But I don't I don't because the money is not in our favor. The money is not in our favor no matter what. The people who are sitting there and I'm going to tell you it's probably an easily corruptible position to be in. It probably is because you see how the world works. You see how it goes. You listen to the news. Same thing. Okay, let's say my boozing my alcoholism, my chronic alcoholism, let's say that is, um, that's not that. Let's say my chronic problem is power or being in a congressional seat or a mayoral seat, all right? And let's say the booze is money, all right? So I wake up, feed my family, look at the news, see this horrible stuff going on, look at my little child who I have to go, this child has to survive with money and I'm not getting paid enough. But Nestle says, hey, if if you okay us sucking 75% of the water out of the aquifers, you'll get a nice tasty bonus every few months. And then you look at your little child there cooing and squirming around and squeaking. And you go, God, I could use some of that Nestle money because this kid needs to go to college. This kid needs to this kid needs to accomplish things. And also the world's not gonna get any easier because we've been raping the land. I gotta stop using that word. I feel like I feel wrong using it. I've been uh I don't know. 
It's a lot easier to talk dirty when there's someone else, but I don't like talking like that because it's quiet, it's a peaceful place. Anyway, I think um, the same way I look at booze is, all right, I can't drink tonight. And then I turn on the news, I turn on Twitter, everyone's so angry at each other, everyone's fighting each other, the weather's getting crazy, and then at the end of the day, I look at the booze and I go, man, let's say I don't drink and I die sober. What a, what a shame. I, don't, I, hope you, I hope that kind of makes you understand, because it didn't make me much understand. Um, actually, the good thing about Mini, let me tell you about Mini, is um, at it, that, that, that store I think does have a happy ending, because I think the protest was before this, but um, in, in high school, uh plays are different because you can pretty much do whatever you want like they'll i mean if you don't get the lead they'll put you in a position and they'll just give you a character or say create your own character so i was in the perils of lulu and uh, i created my own character which was just mario i don't know how it happened i don't know how and i even got lines i managed to fight my way to get lines and people liked me just showing up and being mario which um, you could probably, um, Nintendo could probably sue Lincoln High School because I think they did make money off the perils of Lulu and um, they did use the character of Mario. But I did get to kiss Minnie on stage for one night. That was the greatest night of my life. I never, I've, I've, I, they, they, they just said, they, they made it up. Like every night that it closed, she kissed, married a different person. And so... That one night, everyone liked what I was doing. People like even stood up and applauded when I came out for the curtain call. So they just let me kiss her. Married her. Mario married Lulu. Elliot married Minnie. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a depressing day, huh? I got I to gotta do some fun things. You know what I did do? Last night, I bought some bison. My ancestral food. My gut flora. Ancient gut flora. Enjoyed it. Bought some bison, ground bison, ground it up, put some onions in it, and then I got some of these steam fresh bags, which are pretty good. I don't know what chemicals they put in it. I'm sure there's something chemical in there I'm not supposed to eat. But I did that for the side. Ate that. Good stuff, man. Ancestral gut flora. I do suck at cooking. My problem with cooking is I get impatient. And you can't get impatient with cooking because it's not like stepping on a gas pedal. Like if you turn the heat up, you're going to burn it. It's not like you're going to quick. Like, I don't know why I think that. I think I've talked about this. If you wanted to defeat me, I'm going to give all my energy in the first 30 seconds to destroying you. And after that, I burn myself out, worn myself out. And you could just decapitate me right there. So that's just a handy tip for you if you ever wanted to defeat me in battle. Oh man! Oh Jordan Peterson, you know, I listen to, uh, I like, I like what Jordan Peterson says, and he does have a lot of uh, negativity uh, because a lot of people think he's uh, right wing, um, alt right, uh, but I don't see that. People tend to to, to, to knee-jerk reactions with other people. I mean, there's some people who are pieces of shit. But there are some people who you, with your own 
thoughts and your own ideas and your own ideals can misinterpret them. And uh, you tend to demonize someone you don't agree with because it's years and years, thousands of centuries of culture. And you, once you just look at someone and know that they're a human being capable of love, capable of positive choices, maybe you can stop and go, well, you know what? They're not saying the worst things. There are people who are saying the worst things or doing the worst things. And that, Jordan Pearson isn't one of them. I mean, I feel like he does what what's best. Um, and I do like the idea of, of um, being cautious of utopia. Because utopia has its own strict rules and guidelines. Very similar to you know, dictatorship, because in utopia, you don't have free will, because everyone wants what's best for everyone, and even though you're human, 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 and capable of flaws, uh, you could get punished in a utopia, because people don't want that negativity, but humans can't erase the dark side of them, so utopia cannot be cannot be an agreed upon choice for everybody to pursue because people have different ideas of utopia like like with comedy stand up comedy is people want i don't know like i i notice a lot of young comedians that come in have this ironic you know ironic about everything or they all agree on you know Men are just getting paid for thousands of, you know, thousands of crimes of being a male. And that's supposed to be funny. But there's words you can't say. Um, you have to be really specific. Like, I feel like uh, stand-up, it used to be uh, one-liners. One-liners were easy. But now you have to explain. You have to, A, first explain give the idea then you have to explain the idea then you have to explain your thoughts and you have to explain why and then you have the punchline so i feel like it's really easy to make an hour because you have to cover all your bases you have to explain you know like the word you're using like if you're not supposed to use the r word and you use it but you have to explain you can't use it and then you have to explain your thoughts and you have to explain what you saw then you have to explain the punchline then you have to have a new punchline to punchline that punchline and that's the only way you can make saying the r word okay that makes sense so instead of doing that a lot of people just stick to light humor and topical and um playing to playing to the audience and what was I going with this Jesus I got off track oh utopia it's and then it's not funny and then comedy kind of fails falls flat in its face because there's no punch to it anyway that's what my thought is I mean what do I know I'm just a, a guy who boozes at night and um, talks to himself hopefully for once a week I did. I know I posted uh, on my podcast page. It says that I talked to other artists in Council Bluffs. I don't have any biters. So what I'm thinking is maybe I'll tag people and maybe I can get them interested in talking to me for a half hour, just chatting what it's like to be a creative person and still kind of stuck. Because a lot of people here are stuck. There's even like comedians 
The people who go to open mic nights in Omaha, it's almost like it's a need to do and to get the rush, but they don't want to go further than that. Or it's just really hard. You know, they've decided to get married, decided to have families, uh, they decided to go to college, and they can't really pursue or, you know, take trips. And I know, I I know I've said it like I was going to go to L.A., but same thing with me is I get stuck in a cycle. You know, I get, I feel like I need to be comfortable at all times. And, uh, and with, uh, money, you know what I mean? All I can do, all I can do is just save money. And, uh, one second here. I could save money. I mean, all I have to do. And my body's been telling me this for the last couple of years is I don't need to eat that much. My mind just feels like it needs to have that rush. And I could eat two times a day and be just fine. But there's part of me that really wants to eat and really wants to booze. But unfortunately, I'm not making enough money to be able to to enjoy that side of life and also pursue other pursue other uh, passions and, you know, a lot of the times, eating fats and sugar, it's all fats. Fats are good, people. Fats are now good. Just want to make that clear. Sugars and salts and going on that roller coaster is also affecting the way I think, too, as much as booze is. There's always whatever I put inside myself, whatever chemicals they're using are constantly flowing. And those choices make it so I'm stuck here. But I wonder if a lot of other creative people who are here in around this area are stuck in the same thing or if they just don't want to do anything further or if you know if there is an explanation for what happens to that uh but yeah maybe i'll do that and then i'll work my way up to warren buffett and that guy who directs movies in nebraska what's that guy's name oh, alexander payne is that it i think so you know work my way up there then I'll talk to other people from Nebraska. Then I'll then I'll move the podcast to LA and I'll start talking to people who were from Nebraska and decided to move on and do this and then maybe even talk to people whose bridges I burned personally and it'll be just, you know, it'll be like a poor man's uh Mark Marin. <laughs> a poor man's Mark Marin. I'm getting ahead of myself. So first of all, I guess I need to get the word out there. Is I would like to talk to people. I don't need to just talk to myself. So I'm probably what I'm going to do is tag people I know who do paint or do try to go out and do shows and just talk to them. I, mean, I need to get better at talking. I mean, I'm pretty good at talking to myself, sort of, and I'm good at being alone. But maybe I do need to talk to more people who do paint, and then maybe I'll on the page I put I'll put up some of their art or information about them. How's that for a uh, mission statement? But yeah, so that's what's been going on. Not much else. Uh, the meeting thing, I was talking about... Uh, you ever been in a meeting? And that moment where the uh, person who's hosting the meeting, people who's the guy who's talking, the woman who's talking, stops, you know, you, you just got all this information. And they go, all right, any uh, questions, comments? And I don't know... I don't know if there's a manager's handbook that says wait this long and someone's going to pipe up but i i never do i got all the information i needed 
But people, like, the people sometimes get bullied into, in that silence, to ask a question. And they didn't really have that question. Question didn't need to be answered. My ass hurts. I had too much coffee in order to keep this meeting going, keep me alert during it. I have to go to the bathroom. And now you're going to raise your hand because you were bullied by silence. Like, if they're ever in front of me, I just wish I had, like, the the garrot. Is that what it's called? Garrot? Or that they cut cheese with that that mobsters use in movies to kill people? Just just take that and just stop it. I'm not going to kill them. I just want to warn them that I don't want them to ask any more questions. I want to go home. Is that is that bad? Is that a psychopath? Yes, Elliot, it's a psychopath. Well, you know what? You try living alone and not being a psychopath. Okay, we'll give that a shot. And that's um, that's what's been going on, folks. Just um, yeah. So I'll try to get back with you sometime in the future. Maybe I'll give you good news. Maybe one of my buddies will pipe up and. Um, yeah, maybe I'll have to stop spending money on booze, spending money on an Uber or a taxi, and go to these people and talk to them, all right? Anyway, that's the plan. That's the podcast for this week. It's on Sunday, but this is for Monday. And uh, we will talk to you uh, some other time. Toodles.